Operabi podcast, dedicated to points of view, challenges, experiences, and best practices for managing your enterprise data. Operabi is the data intelligence and automation platform that empowers organizations to truly control and leverage their data without complexity. Hello, everyone. Daryl Richardson here with Operabi Software. We're going to take a look at post-mergers and acquisitions uh, and what happens next after you merge everything together um, from the uh, other domains. <clears throat> so for, for one, um, congratulations, uh, you know, completing a, uh, an acquisition and merging the data from one organization to another has always been a very tedious and time-consuming thing. It usually takes teams, uh, you know, five to ten people to basically manage all the hardware coming from this other organization where you're going to be merging this data into your main domain or the main organization. The challenge is tough. You know, I mean, there's a lot of data sitting out there that is unknown or, or dark. Uh, there's a lot of data that simply has zero value to the new organization that the data is being merged into. So, um, you know, completing a project like that is, is in some cases, monumental. So congratulations to you guys that do this as a job and you do it every day. But what happens after that? You know, I mean, at this point, you know, you have data that you've merged over. If you've used uh, Operabi's data intelligence and automation platform to assist you with that initial migration from, from servers from the old organization into the new domain, where the where this data is going to uh, hold their hold its value, um, you're also you've already assessed the risk associated with this information because you've classified everything and you've indexed and collected all the metadata of everything and you know the age and so you know what I would call this is clean data has been moved into your new organization or the the main organization. And as we all know, knowing what data that you have is is three quarters of the battle. If you know what you have, it's a lot easier to make that determination on what to do with it. You know, so what do we do after this? So the, the data life cycle is a journey that data takes throughout its life. Uh, so you're going to create a file and then that file is going to be managed until it's time to delete that file. It's easy on the case of your own personal uh, equipment because you can just create a document and then delete it once you need more space. You know, you're not really held to any regulatory information or regulations that have to ha have to make you maintain retention copies of everything. So what I would say is, um, you know, from your personal standpoint, you know, the regulations don't really matter. But when you get into certain elements of business like finances or healthcare or education or state, local, uh, federal government, all these uh, organizations have retention schedules that have to be adhered to to certain types of data. Uh, you know, the finance has your Sarbanes-Oxley and your FINRA and your SEC and all this information that you may or may not ever have to produce to an audit firm or some other thing. Um, you know, the, the federal government has you know, their federal guidelines on data retention for certain types of data and certain types of data has to be kept forever. You know, so after you've merged all this information into the main domain, it's 
a really good idea to continue managing it through its life cycle. You know, understanding what that data is, be able to put your hands on the classification of this information. There's a lot of benefits as well, right? I mean, there's there's the benefits of, of knowing what that file was and what types of information was in there because you, it was clean when it came over and you're still running the application in the background that's managing this this file until it's time to defensively delete this information. And I don't know if you guys heard the term defensible deletion, but basically what that is, is it produced, there's, there's sort of an audit trail of the data. Uh, so if it's regulated to a point where you have to keep data for a certain amount of time, you can't just technically go to the end of the data lifecycle and then just delete it, you know, because if, in, in a year or two from now, if you're ever caught up in an audit or some legal aspect of you know, a data request, you're gonna have to provide information around why you deleted that data that was part of this request. Right? And if you have general record schedules or you have a retention schedule where it's written down somewhere and you say, oh, we only keep data over the over two years and we delete everything you know as, as long as that's written down you know prior to any issue I mean, it's really hard to to you know be offensive towards that you know i mean it's part of your regulations as long as it's not regulated data like like a finance or healthcare or one of these type of um, regulated information sources you know but you know ultimately what we'd want to do is create this audit log that says the files stayed in the system for this long, here's our retention schedule, and then we match that date from the time it got into the system to the time we deleted the files. You know, and then having the information in the background, which is where the contents and the metadata comes in, and the classification policies as well. So that helps to determine if that file was really needed for this investigation because now it's too old and we've deleted it and here's our audit trail that says this is our retention schedule this is how long we kept it and this is when we deleted it um, and you can work with many different date ranges i mean it could be from the act the last time it was accessed or when it was last modified i mean an access could be somebody reading a file a hundred times but only a modified would be if somebody actually changed the file or or you can go by the create date which is a very loose way it's actually the last of the time ranges that you should really look at um, from governance perspective anyway I mean I, I would always use accessed or modified um, you know because that basically tells you if those files are active files or not if it was modified six months ago then you know that to me is a six month old file because the new file now has been modified that long but a create date could be five years ago but the file was modified six months ago does that mean that that new change or that new modification stays with your retention from the create date, right? Because if somebody just modified the file, but then the file is set for disposition or deletion, I mean, that person might still be using that file. So, you know, the modified date is certainly one to consider when you're looking at the, uh, the value of information based on retention. Um, and just look at this the mentality you know from the beginning onset of the mergers and acquisition process you know traditionally it's a let's just stand up the device and we're just new a copy and paste into this new share and we're going to provide the the people that need access to it you know it's very loosely secured and the information 
60% of this is estimated to be rot, which is your redundant, obsolete, or trivial information. So it really has no value to your organization, but it sure is going to take up that expensive tier one storage that you're moving it to, and then you have to back it up as well. So if you could reduce your footprint in storage before you do the copy by 60%, which is basically just getting rid of the rot information, then you're only moving 40% at a max. And that's the, that's the keep it forever mentality as well, right? So identify at least the stuff you can get rid of that's not valuable, but then move the rest. That might be only 40% of what the total storage of this new this old device is that you're moving to the new location with the merger. So, you know, ultimately the keep it forever mentality cannot continue because storage is growing at 20% year over year. I mean, at the very least, you've now assessed some of the value of the information, but you're not moving a lot of the trash, which is like the menus and the pictures and, you know, all these uh, snippets or memes or whatever that people are, are storing in their personal shares today that might be part of this acquisition that you're moving all that data over for those users who want their data. But, you know, in my case, I would want to assess the risk first find out where all the valuable information is and protect that information by moving that information into a protected share. And then, uh, I mean, if you if you have the need for the, the user shares information and you don't feel like going through it all, then, you know, certainly, I mean, you could certainly copy and paste it all over, but there's a lot of stuff that your, your expensive backup tools are going to be backing up as well. So I'd highly recommend going through the, and sifting through the, the value of the data initially before you start just blatantly moving it all over. Look, there's tools out there like Operavi, uh, you know, the data intelligence and automation platform that makes these processes like mergers and acquisitions much more fluid. Um, it's a lot easier to uh, assess the risk when you know all the contents, you have all the metadata, and then you run it through classification so that you know that there's PII or PHI or uh, some sort of GDPR information, whatever that classification of uh, element might be. You already know now because all of that data is stored in the Operavi aggregator, which is where the contents and metadata is for searching purposes or whatever. So you know now what the data is you've been able to identify the rod information and remove it and you've only moved the valuable information and the rest is you know some compliance officer or some you know acquisition manager can say look you're right this is junk data we don't need it let's not store this on our on our main domain where this expensive tier one storage might be sitting you know so understanding the risk um, understanding who has access to the information uh, the file types is another thing you know i mean you're you could be moving large database files over from some of these storage devices where you don't even have that application that uses that database running in the in the new location or the main domain where you're moving all this data into so understanding file types is very important part i mean there might be a lot of log files a lot of troubleshooting um uh, text files you know where they've created this debug logging thing and now you've got all these you know hundreds of gigabytes if not terabytes of log files that you're literally just going to copy over and they have zero value because the problem that they were trying to look at was already solved so these files continue to stay in these storage locations because nobody's really sifting through it and getting rid of it so i would say 
Knowledge is power. Understand the data where it sits before you add more unknown or dark data to the data set at the end. Uh, it's going to produce a clean data set from the beginning. And it's going to be a lot easier to manage because you already have all the information you need about it. So with that said, I want to thank everyone for joining today. Um, make sure you listen to part one of the mergers and acquisitions, which is basically tackling the challenge. And then this one here is, is basically, you know, how you continually will manage the data moving forward all the way up until it's time to be deleted. So with that said, I thank you all and have a great day, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Operavi podcast. For more information, see operavi.com or contact us directly via email at info at You can also follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter for the latest news, tips, and insights on data intelligence and automation. We'll be back soon with more, so if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review, or share with a friend or colleague. Thanks, and see you soon.